0: The dream is alive. What's up, Mason Nation? Welcome to the By George Podcast. I'm your host for today, P.D. Buckets. Find me on Twitter, at P.D. Buckets. Uh, I am in a good mood, even though it's been raining and crappy all day in the Northern Virginia area. My whole family is sick because baby buckets picked up some grimy little toddler called at daycare. But none of that matters because we are so excited about the Kim English hire and the momentum around the George Mason basketball program uh, after the coaching change. Kim English looks absolutely awesome. Love everything I've seen. Totally looks like a rising star. Beyond that, our coverage this year between By George and Hey 10 uh, really took off. It feels like after the coaching change uh, in Kim English's hire, new and old Mason fans are now sort of coming out of the woodwork. There's just so much renewed interest in the program, which is awesome to see. Hey 10. Um, and me personally were shouted out on a nationally broadcast A10 tournament game from our guy David Kaplan, um, which is super cool. He just like found my Twitter account, liked what he saw, liked some of the insights, um, and you know shouted me out in multiple games in the A10 tournament, which is which is really cool validation for the sort of time and effort that we put into the the fan blogging that we do here. So there's lots to be excited about overall. That's you know enough about me. We're gonna turn it back to the George Mason program. Brad Edwards agrees with us. Uh, We talked to Brad Edwards today. We discussed the hiring process. Um, How did he interview guys? What was he looking for? Uh, We talked about when did he know a change was necessary? Sort of has this always been on the radar? Is this something that we've been thinking about for a long time? How is he building the program for long-term sustained success? Brad is super candid, super easy to talk to. I absolutely love talking to him. I'm actually continued talking to him for probably 10 minutes after we stopped recording. Uh, I wish I could have recorded that too. Cause I think just everything he says is interesting. I really like his thought process behind a lot of the things that we're hearing. Um, but anyway, I think you're absolutely going to love it. Go ahead and check it out. Bye. What's up, Mason Nation? I'm Petey Buckets. I'm here with our uh, George Mason University Athletic Director, Brad Edwards. Um, Brad, we are here to talk about the sort of state of the program at this point, Um, the hiring of Kim English to lead the basketball program. Such an exciting time in Mason Nation because I think as long as I've been a fan and I think as long as most people have been a fan, the prototype of the sort of person that we would hire into the George Mason basketball head coaching position has been somebody who's been a head coach at a different level. So if you think about, you know, Larry Nega to Paul Hewitt to Dave Paulson, um, there are people that had D1 head coaching experience. And with Kim English, we've, we've broken that mold a little bit uh, where we go for the rising star head coach, which is just, you know, really exciting. I love this guy. I think he's got, you know, uh, just a phenomenal sort of talent written all over him. Super exciting time in Mason history. Where I wanted to start with you today is actually a little bit before that. Um, we'll get into the Kim English stuff in, in just a moment. But where I think we have a lot of curiosity is around how things ended in the Dave Paulson era, uh, so to speak. So wh- the, the first question that I have for you is, Does at what point did you come to decide that a change in leadership was necessary?
1: Well, I I think um, you know down the down the stretch in the year, you know, we we really started to um, you know kind of evaluate the program in a different way. We we we've always we are always evaluating. I am constantly, particularly over the last you know three or four years, um, uh, very very intently just looking at all the aspects of the program from you know how we how we schedule, uh, you know how we perform in our non-conference schedule and our segment, how we. Uh, manage games. How, you know what what recruiting looks like. Um, what player development looks like. All, all of those kind of things. So so you're constantly, you know, evaluating those things and um, and certainly evaluating the landscape of 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 where you are. And as we started to look at, you know, where we were this year um, and and where we'd come from and really where we needed to go. I think at, at that point it was you know, the decision was made in terms of looking at, you know, what the landscape is right now, what the plan is for uh, moving us forward, you know, most immediately, what's, what's going to build that sense of hope and confidence in the future. Um, And and so at that point we we just, we we felt like from a a leadership perspective, you know, we, that it was time to, to, to make that change, Um, you know, uh, dave did a did a wonderful job stabilizing the program you know he, he took it over we were at about a 229 i think in the RPI and you know we 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 greatly improved the program we also built a lot of infrastructure around it and and where you know i've tended to in many times when when you're, when your program is is kind of headed in that direction you know i've i've trended toward hiring established coaches who uh there's there's less risk there's more certainty you feel like they've got a, they're better equipped to get it stabilized and kind of do the things out of the box you know when you have you know your margin for error is different at, at that point than than say maybe uh going with with someone who hasn't sat in the seat before and so you know so we looked at this and Going back then, it, it, it did cross my mind a couple of times that this could be a two-hire kind of process, you know, anyway, what, one to get us stabilized and then one to take us to the next level, and, and I think that's that's kind of where we are um, at this point. And, and so it was just in those conversations and, and evaluations down the stretch and, and feeling like... You know, I needed you know th- just the plan for the future needed to look a little differently, and and also thinking about the landscape that we find ourselves in today, it is it is different than it was, you know, six or seven years ago.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's um, and one of the things that I don't want to spend um, too much time here, but one of the things that sort of gets you know batted around in the mason fan uh community is sort of like you know was was there a specific point was there a specific game at which point we said like all right we're, we're making a change and i think some people have argued that if you know we win that 8 10 semifinal game against davidson or even or quarterfinal excuse me even if we're competitive against davidson instead of you know sort of getting blown out a little bit by 20 points if we make a run to the final um, Anything like that? Did that like how much would an A ten a run in the A ten tournament have, um, have potentially changed the way that the off season played out?
1: Well, sure. I mean, it, it could have helped. It, it did not help. It didn't help us the way we ended our season. You know, for sure, because now you're, you know, you're sitting on that it, uh, for all of the off season. You, you know, it's possibly December before you, at best case, before you can really. Get that momentum back, uh, which would require a very strong uh, uh, showing in the non-conference segment in terms of the you know the confidence and the momentum from your you know your fan base and the excitement around your program and 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 the additional uh, momentum in recruiting you know to recruit the kind of you know we've we've got some very nice players here but. And we want to develop them, but we also want more really nice players and better players, mm-hmm. and they they should want really nice players. And so, yeah, that that you know it's kind of like the the CBI you know loss we had a few years ago, where you know you didn't do it in particularly good fashion, and it, and it just you creates for a, for a very you know tough off season, um, and, and and you're sort of scrambling to kind of get that you know, goodwill back, and you know, as we say many times, you're, you're trying to shift, you know, just economics, you're trying to shift your demand curve, or keep it upward, instead of keep going having it shift downward, you know, as people look at the future outlook of your product or service, you know, what's that gonna look like, and how that affects their their interest and demand, and, and, and so we're, you know, in my mind, I'm constantly managing what's our demand curve, you know, look like, and can we shift it upward? Um, you know, is so the, that we actually begin to, you know, gain interest and momentum in the program.
0: Yeah. And that's, you, you said, um, I really appreciate you being candid. You've said a couple really interesting things where I want to go next is you said that Dave stabilized the program and you felt, uh, if I'm, if I was hearing you correctly, you feel like now's a good time to take a sort of swing for the fences approach with a, a, a Kim English type. Um, and you feel like the program's in a place where that's a good move one of the things that i'm really curious about and i know mason fans are really curious about uh kim english absolute rising star you know written all over him everybody could plainly see it in the press conference but he's only 32 and this is his first head coaching gig tell me about the things that are going on behind the scenes in the ad in order to make sure that he's he's being set up for success
1: yeah i mean and and some of that goes with what you feel like you have in place already you know, to to support them, like I said earlier, you know, if you have no infrastructure uh, in place, uh, that is problematic for for hiring someone new who who may not quite understand how to lead in an area where I have insufficient. Um, I may not have graduate assist graduate assistants. I may not have a a, a very large budget. Um, uh, my my recruiting budget may be insufficient. Um, you know I don't have the practice area that I need to train and you, you know so you're you don't want someone who's coming in for the first time trying to figure out all of those things um, and I feel like those are all in place now and it needed a shot in the arm um, it needed some excitement uh, and and somebody who could really come in and, and and connect with with our you know our current players because going forward, it, it's going to be, a, it, the, the the challenge is not just recruiting the players that, that you want, it's going to be recruiting every day the players that you have. And yeah. so that's, a, you know, that, that skill set and that ability to connect with people and do it at a, you know, at a high level. And, and Kim just brings so, I mean, when you talk to the guy, I mean, you saw it at the the press conference, and, and you know, I asked a couple of the coaches, uh, like Tad Boyle and, and Rick Barnes, I'm like, this, it's not just me, right? <laughs> and they're like, no, th- this is, you, you get on the phone, you know, Tad Boyle told me he wanted to hire him within 20 minutes of meeting the guy, and I'm like, S- and that's when I said that, that it's not just me. And so uh, you, you get a sense quickly of his ability to connect. And and then when you but when you really dive deeper, you find out the guy has a really really strong uh, basketball mind. Like his basketball acumen is 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 really really impressive, and and so that starts to give you some confidence with you know an ability to to um, you know to, to manage games. And I mean we we must have spent I bet I spent two hours um talking to him and grilling him on in-game situations um and you know just just about every what? every kind of you know game so situation is, you is, can is, think of is that is where, that, like, to the is fact that like, where he calls me the other night when alabama's yeah. on the baseline about to end because he knows i'm a junkie on this stuff and he's <laughs> like you got a foul now i said i know they're all the way back in the half court what, what are they doing and so, you know, we just went through all of those kinds of scenarios. You know, you're, you're up by one, two, or three. You're on defense. There's two seconds on the clock. Uh, they're inbounding the ball at midcourt. What do you do? You know, it's just all those sort of things. Um, or, or setting up the, the scenario like you saw with Alabama and, and UCLA only. You're out of timeouts. So they're out of timeouts. You're going to the line for two shots. And you're in the you're you're at a TV timeout now, you know what are you telling your team? Yep. You know how are you setting up if you get one if you get you miss both shots you get one shot you make both shots, you know it's it's that and you find out in that kind of conversation or you get knee deep into the mechanics of of player development and or evaluating footwork or athleticism or the intangibles, you know and looking for. You know, f- validation frameworks of, of, uh, of intangibles and recruits and, and transfers, you know, he, the guy's really got a, uh, an exceptional mind, in my view, you know, for someone, you know, of his, you know, you, you mentioned age, but again, I think it's a relevant experience, you know, matched with your cognitive abilities um, and your interpersonal skills and his, his, his playing experience you know, matched with his, you know, his his professional experience in coaching collectively, you know, I think provides him, you know, with his mental, uh, you know, cognitive ability provides him with a uh, a very unique skill set. And and the guy's, I mean, the guy is driven. I mean, he is a he is so driven. And and, and and you, and when you get so many people in the industry all saying the same thing, then then you know, then you start to go, okay, here here we've got something.
0: Yeah the 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 praise that came from like Sam Hinkie, Bradley Beal, like so so many of these people in like different parts of the basketball world um you know McKinley Wright, Kennedy Chandler, I think is a five-star he recruited to Tennessee um it was really, it was really something to see. Um, and it's pretty awesome sort of like buzz for the program. Um, but yeah, that's, that's so interesting to me. So that was a big part of your interviewing process. You're like, you're grilling people on like, you know, do you foul up three under five seconds (laughs) left with them inbounding the ball?
1: Absolutely. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a minute. You just, uh, uh, you've got the ball, the score is tied, you know, you've got one timeout, you've got two times, you know, they've got two times. I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I think that it's it's really critical. You, you may not do that as much with someone who's a sitting head coach because you you know you also don't want to offend them, but you may lead them into <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You may want to lead them into some of those conversations, and uh, which I do. And uh, um, but I just think it's and I learn a lot of stuff through through the, these processes as well and talking with coaches and mentoring, you know, I do this often, you know, either I'll, I'll, I'll speak at a, you know, mentoring conference where you're doing, you know, sort of like speed dating with young assistant coaches uh, in the in the country, you know, and they're going from where they can get in front of ADs and get a little bit of, expand their network and, uh, and get a little bit of a, a trial run on an interview um, with an AD. So, you know, it, it's... It's really good. I just learned so much from from doing that. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's fascinating.
0: That's the sort of thing that we always sort of like wonder about as fans. Is that like how important is that really in the process? Um, but yeah, one thing thi-
1: for me, it's huge as well yeah. as again. Do people really know what they're talking about when it comes to how they practice? You know how they run their practices, what they're looking for. Um, you know how they develop skills and and you know how they develop talent i think that stuff to me is is just the real nuts and bolts stuff of 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 building a program and building a successful one and getting people better and and operating you know like people at a very high level do and and it's you know i was just very fortunate to have you know had a playing experience and and in some very successful organizations um you know but it's sort of synonymous across sport you know it's not just resigned to football or bat you know there, there are similarities across high level you know performance and athletics
0: absolutely how do you make the best decisions to put yourself in a team or to put yourself and your team in a position to win which is Correct. you know extremely situational I think we see it we see it all the time uh you know I believe in the concept of uh, win equity, I think people call it, but it's like those little decisions that you make late in games that have a big impact on your, your likelihood to win the game. So it's pretty, you know, I, I, I could talk to you for yeah, hours if about you don't, this, but. not but if
1: you don't practice those things, if you don't practice them and you're not, you're not drilled and skilled at those, when you get in a game, you're, you're not gonna be as successful. And mm-hmm. if you don't practice those things at a very, at game speed, um, in such a way, because there's only one speed that your body really learns at, and that's that doing it like you would in a game. And, and so you got to set those things up. And, um, yeah. and, and and some people will say, "Yeah, no, I know what to do. You know, I know to, I know to foul. You know, with seven seconds to go in the game." But but they may not understand how to set that up through the course of a season.
0: Yeah, and that's what Kim Kim said on on Twitter or Instagram recently. He said, "Come come check out a practice late game situations to end every single practice." So I'm I'm a big nerd about this stuff. I love hearing about it. I could talk about it for hours. But <laughs> me, me, few, me too. Other, I love. It. I, I do too. A <laughs> <laughs> few other things we wanted to uh, wanted to ask you about. Um, now this is all happening against the backdrop of George Mason has a new president, uh, Dr. Gregory Washington um, seems like he's supportive of athletics. Like he, you know, sort of says the right things, um, where there's, there's a lot of curiosity about sort of what was his impact? What was his input into the search process? Like how, how involved was he? Are you simply like running by him for approvals or is he, is he interviewing people? Is he like, is he getting his
1: hands dirty? Yeah. You know, I certainly kept him, you know, we had many, many conversations throughout the year and, um, and I've, and I've worked for, I don't know seven, eight, nine presidents, and um, he is as knowledgeable about what happens on the field. He's he's the most knowledgeable about what happens on a court or on a field um, as any president I've worked with. And uh, I mean, and I I think I said in the press conference. I mean, we we have all kind of. I mean, we spent an hour talking about how to defend the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I'm knee deep. I'm knee deep into you know zone dogs and, and fire zones and, and two deep man unders and Tampa twos and and you know running twists and stunts and five man dogs from the open side and and it just you know and he he really loves that that stuff. Yeah. So some people, I think some you know people are athletic directors would sort of be you know a little weary of that like is he trying to be the athletic director and and that's not the case at all i mean he he's just he just really understands it and he um and i'm not i'm not intimidated i just love those conversations because it's just talking about things at a level that you and i are talking about here and Mm so he he also sees our university um well you got to remember his experience you know uh Working at NC State, you know, also as a student, you know, tutor, you know, when, when uh, you know, when Jim Balvano was the coach, and 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 they were having those great runs, and then you know, being at Ohio State, you know, as a, uh, associate dean of the engineering school there, so so he's seen what big time athletics looks like and what it can do for a university, and you know, today we look, you know, just six years ago, we became a tier one research institution. And, but really today we look more like a top 50, certainly a top 50 public um, than we did then. And so, you know, I think he sees, you know, the athletic department as, as a key component of that. And now you don't get there overnight, but it's, right. you know, it, the, the support I think is as good as I've, you know, certainly a, a ever seen yeah. it, you know, from yeah. his perspective.
0: For sure. And that's awesome to hear because the COVID you, the COVID impacts on athletic department budgets, they're, they're very real. So there was a, oh, yeah. a, there's an alternate universe where, you know, no sort of decision like this would have been made this off season because like the, you know, the, we're, we're, we're going to uh, put our financial attention elsewhere. Um, and it, you know, it can be, it can be tough to justify. So um, certainly seems like from, from that perspective, um that there's support there, which is which is awesome to see as a fan
1: yeah and and this guy and this president has done an unbelievable job of helping us navigate, you know, getting airdropped in the middle of this in a pandemic, um, and helping us navigate through the fall and the and the and the way you know the hybrid way that we opened the services that we were able to still deliver to our students uh, both on campus and off campus as well as the growth of that in the in the spring has allowed us to to do some things that that quite frankly some others are not in position position to do
0: yeah yeah that's that's excellency here um a couple more questions for you do you want to be respectful of your time but um, we've got all this momentum around the higher the positive press. Kim English absolutely knocked that introductory press conference out of the park. What's happening behind the scenes in the AD to to keep that momentum going from a from a fan engagement perspective?
1: Sure. Um. You, you know, one one we we went ahead and and tried to support all of that with as much social media um support as we could. You know, we were very fortunate we had you know. Around two million impressions in the first two days of content that went out um, with with Kim's hiring. So so you, you start there and you build a you build an infrastructure around that, and then you start to to expand and leverage that you know through all the various social media um, and and uh, uh, electronic forms of, of communication and marketing and, and branding that you have bolstered by ticket sales and and the ability to you know start and it's amazing i mean i i just it's so refreshing to see your ticket director smiling you know walking down the (laughs) hallway and i'm like i can see under that mask there's a smile and 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 so it's it's fun to see the staff you know getting excited and um and so we have things we're continuing to work on you know and of course there's the obvious early things of building the staff getting them onboarded, um, getting them the tools that they need, uh, you, you know, supporting the early conversations in, in recruiting um, and in player engagement, current team engagement, um, all, all of those things are, are, you know, are in place and, and take time. You know, the hiring process in a, in a big state institution is, you know, is a process and our, our our university and team here has been outstanding for trying to help facilitate that, but it still is a, it still is a process, you know, to get all of that done. And then we, you know, we we have the other things that we're we're still working on and, and planning on, looking at our arena, mm-hmm. um, you know, master plan uh, uh, study going on on the arena and, and its future as well as other parts of, you know, our basketball uh, improvement plan, the phase two part of that we you know, are, are uh, excited to continue to pursue that now. So um, yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of behind the scenes kind of scheduling, for, you know, you dive right into scheduling uh, yeah. for, for next year and, and how you want to, you know, begin with a new philosophy is and, and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. And has that manifested in either ticket sales or donations yet? Is there any, any, sure. any numbers yeah, you can give us? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't have them off the top of my head, but I, 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 I believe on the first day of announcing kim's hire i want to say we had 40 new right around 40 new memberships that just opened up that afternoon yeah yeah in that range it may have been mid 30s to 40 somewhere in that range
0: yeah and then we saw greg kennedy posting about all the new donations um even like you know even even smaller donation amounts where people just wanted to throw their support behind like everything looks awesome. people um, <laughs> um, people
1: calling, you know, who haven't really, who have tickets but haven't really been coming and, and they're calling, you know, I still have my, t- I still want to make sure I got my tickets. So, you, you know, you see that kind of um, excitement as well. So those mm-hmm. are things that, yeah, I mean, that shifted our demand curve up.
0: Yep, yep, that's what, I like how you tied that back to what you were talking about earlier. Um, but yeah, totally, totally makes sense. Um, uh, a couple more things. You mentioned the, you mentioned phase two of the, um, the basketball improvement plan. Um, can you tell us what are, what are a couple of the pillars of that? And I know that it's public, but just for listeners who might not be, uh, might not be familiar with it. What are the, when we think about what's going to keep Mason competitive, making Mason more competitive in the A10, uh, what are the, tell, give me the highlights.
1: Yeah. A lot of that's building as much of a a singular, uh, uh, located ecosystem around basketball that we can, uh, the first thing we, we are really interested in doing is, is building on the great momentum that was created with the locker rooms that we built, And mm-hmm. you know, we did two, two terrific things here over the last, you know, 24 months, you know, with the, uh, Kathy McKay court, the practice gym and getting, uh, You know that court dedicated to to men's and women's basketball, where before they were uh, splitting a court between each other with men's and women's volleyball, wrestling, and recreation. You know, so trying to get time on a court is, and 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 just being able to get space for your men's and women's basketball players to come in and shoot was was really difficult. So getting that court. Dedicated, you know, to them, and we've got a. You've been in there. I mean, we've got amazing square footage uh, mm-hmm. in that, but our our office complex in the arena, <clears throat> and uh, you know, our training room there. Trying to trying to figure out, can we get a weight room and an academic space, and and redo the whole office uh, complex is is really critical, uh, you know, for us. We're, we are going through a study now, long term. Do we, you know, do we keep the, the, our, our our secondary practice site at the rack, or do we, you know, ultimately build a new one at the arena and and with an arena renovation and build a a whole new ecosystem there. Um, so so we're kind of working through, you know, the finer points of of that, but it's it's really upgrading those kinds of spaces, you know, around particularly around the arena and in you know yeah. their their practice areas day to day.
0: And when you talk about infrastructure of the program, um, and things that, you know, happened during Dave's tenure to help stabilize it, that seems to be a large focus, right? The practice facility, the locker rooms, um, just making sure that the, the spaces that the basketball players are operating in on a daily basis, they look nice, they're functional, they're appealing to recruits. Like you can see yourself spending a lot of time there. Well, like when you talk about infrastructure, just so I've got you correct, like that's, that's sort of the, the crux of it, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's really a couple of things. It's, you know, it's personnel, it's budget, it's, it's bricks and mortar um, infrastructure. Uh, and, you know, some of that things that we built, you know, our, our, the way we travel, you know, taking, taking charter flights, uh, getting, getting our athletes back where they can get back to campus and and get, and, and get back to class and get rested up. So mm-hmm. So, not only are they better basketball players and more refreshed, but they're better students. you know if we can get them back and they're not sitting in a you know commercial airport till two or three o'clock in the morning after a you know a night game, getting the the number of guarantee games that we need to be able to play where well, we can play home games and get more games for our fans and 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 games that we you know can get real strategic about this is going to help us in you know one, two, three, or four, or five ways. Um, to do that getting the support staff graduate assistance we didn't have any graduate assistants when I got here now both teams have two or three I think um, and that that's really because you need you need those folks around your program to help your your players when they're in the gym shooting and, and to help you know support them and, and push them when coaches you know are spread pretty thin and um, or you need them to you know just to do things around your program to, to help you know logistically or, or what have you so there's there's a lot of that being able to dedicate your uh, athletic trainer you know now that so that they're not covering five extra sports now they're just covering basketball or your strength and conditioning coach you know that was the other piece I did early on was building that high-performance team around them mm-hmm. with the trainer the nutritionist the strength and conditioning coach the academic support graduate assistants you know elevating the level of of compensation for our assistant coaching staff uh getting our charter flight uh budget built and um, you know guarantee budget built recruiting budget uh increase all, all of those things you know all uh were, 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 were very, very, uh, lacking when we got into, you know, when we got in the conference and so, yeah. you know, but, but today I feel like all those things, you know, they're now there, you know, they're, they're in place, you know, that are, uh, where, where it's not, a an unreasonable expectation to think we should be competing, you know, to get in the NCA tournament, you know, on a yeah. daily basis.
0: <laughs> that, that was going to be one of my last questions. That's the, uh, it sounds pretty clearly that's the expectation, um, how? Uh, how? Just out of curiosity, how many flights is Mason chartering at this point? Uh,
1: you know what? It it would depend on the schedule. Um, got it. You know, based on you know because it, well, our footprint, you know, depending on the schedule, will allow in some years for more bus trips or or, or fewer. So it just it kind of depends on the the year. Are but they
0: always? So they're still flying commercial sometimes and chartering sometimes, or is it like if they're flying or they're, they're chartering?
1: They're predominantly chartering.
0: Predominantly chartering. They, that's they, awesome.
1: Yeah, they may, they may, they may fly commercial if we play in an MTE down in, you know, some you in know, the Bahamas, Bahamas or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. We may, we may, we may fly commercial there, um, or if it's it. just, you know, But that's it, it a just, little. That's, yeah, not, that's not.
0: That's not exactly standard in the A10. I think you have some teams like Dayton and VCU and St. Louis that charter everywhere, yeah. um, but a lot of teams in the A10 don't don't charter a whole lot. Are, are yeah, mostly commercial. So I, I, that, I, that's.
1: Yeah, I would say you're we're, yeah, we're probably you're, you're probably right. There there is some yeah. disparate experiences among you know within yeah. the conference.
0: Yeah, that's a, so that's a could be a real value add in recruiting. Um Yeah, that, that's
1: that's what I think.
0: But yeah, Brad, thank you so much for your time today. Um anything that you want to say to Mason Nation? Um anything you want the people to know before before we wrap up?
1: Uh, no, I just really <coughs> you know, one thing um You know, we've talked about it since we've been here is is I just, you know, Mason's a really special place and and people have a a really strong affinity for Mason and uh, and we're just, we're really appreciative of that. Uh, I feel like people have been very supportive, you know, of me and can see, you know, what that, you know, looks like, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm not one to sit out there and say, hey, I got to have these things or those things. I just, I just get a shovel and go to work. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to get it done, because I just want. At the end of the day, I just want to win, and and that's what's important, you know, to me doing it the right way, you know, with good people, um, you know, and, and you know, we expect people to get an education like that. That is, you know, that is uh, that's a given part of this, you know, and, and you're going to get a phenomenal education at, at George Mason, and 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 we don't make an apology for wanting to win. That that's fun, it's exciting, um, and. And it's a wonderful experience for you know our players.
0: Absolutely. Um, first and I'm uh, um, um, from the By George blog. First and foremost, we are fans. As a fan, I could not be more excited about the direction of the program and everything that we've seen from Kim English so far. Um, so absolutely love it. Brad, thank you for taking the time. Um, you know, good luck this offseason, Go Mason.
1: Hey, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for all your support, and I appreciate you a bunch.
0: All right, thank you, Brad my hair is on fleek, yeah. my so cheap. Yeah, nobody any means on. Turn check up because machine because I'm, I'm brave and bold. Cool. i like so Everybody in here needs a man. breaking I mean Round and, round and round we go. Where we
1: Get lost tonight, tonight, tonight. Do myself tonight, do myself tonight. Let's get lost tonight, tonight.